This is an IELTS Energy Podcast, episode 1070. Three tips for a seven or higher on IELTS general training. Welcome to the IELTS Energy Podcast from All Ears English, downloaded more than 22 million times with former IELTS examiner Jessica Beck and Aubrey Carter, the IELTS whiz. If you are stuck with a low score, our insider method will help you get the score you need to unlock your dreams. Get your estimated band score now with our two-minute quiz. Go to allearsenglish.com forward slash my score. What is the difference between general and academic training? Listen in to find out and get three tips for studying for the general IELTS exam so you can get the seven or higher you need on test day. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, Aubrey, how's it going today? Hi, excellent. I'm having a very good day. What about you? I'm having a great day too. Very busy, but in a good way. Nice. Um, <laughs> I heard you had a really good um, volleyball game this morning. Yes, I did. I um, I usually play sand volleyball, beach volleyball, so I don't play indoor all that often. Um, and when I have gone in the past, I often am not quite at the level of the other girls that are playing who played college or high school ball. And But my skills have been improving. I've been playing more. And I went today and I, I could really see that my level had improved, right? I was very consistent, doing all the things really well, right? Passing, setting, hitting, everything was really good. And it felt so good to not feel like uh, the weekly link that was there. <laughs> That's awesome. What a confidence boost. I love it. Um, yes. Guys, you could get a confidence boost if you take our free IELTS quiz. You could get some real information about your IELTS skills, what score you would get, knowing where you're at and what you have to do. Having that clarity, not feeling lost, finding motivation. All of these things, guys, will give you motivation, will help you feel a win. So guys, go to allearsenglish.com slash my score. It's our free IELTS quiz. You get an estimated IELTS band score and free resources. Um, so today we're going to focus on general training. Um, so much of IELTS like the preparation you see, the the materials you see online, so much of it is really focused on academic. And it can be difficult to find trusted information about general training. That's true. And there are a few differences that are very important to know about before you go on test day to make sure you're ready. So we got a couple of questions. Manjeet asked us, please make a video on general training to score band seven or higher. And then we also got another really interesting question. We're going to cover both of these today. Should we read this whole question? You want to read part of it, Jessica? Let's let's read that when we get to the writing. Okay, perfect. Um, because there is a lot more advice for writing than for anything else, guys. So we're going to cover Good that point. at the end end of the show. But let's get these other sections out of the way. Because first of all, guys, you have to realize that 
half of the test is exactly the same as academic. You know, there's there's no difference in your preparation or what you're expected to do on the listening exam and the speaking exam. So if you find trusted sources for preparation, like Three Keys IELTS, for example, if you find trusted sources that give you the strategies and the vocab and all that stuff for listening and speaking, it doesn't matter if it says academic or general, because there's there's no such thing as like academic listening, listening and general listening. That doesn't exist, guys. You're going to be in the same room listening to the same thing as the academic students. So that's the first thing you guys need to know. Listening and speaking, all of the expectations to get high scores, all of the skills you need to get high scores, they're exactly the same as academic students. So that's out of the way. Now, let's get to the differences. How is general training different? How is reading different than academic? Yeah, there are more passages and it's a little bit easier, right? Easier types, easier text, easier passages, not quite as academic, but they are the same exact question types. So though the vocabulary is a little higher level, the text is a little different, you're going to use the exact same strategies for both types of passages. Exactly, exactly, guys. So like if you look at an academic reading passage, they look daunting. Like they look they look yes. kind of scary, right? It's like these long journal articles. Like these these are like what, 2500 words in a passage? Like they're right. long. They're really high level, right? Um whereas in the general training, maybe it'll look more like an advertisement or a brochure or, you know, an outline for a workshop or something. So they're different text types. They're more, you know, daily type of text types, not news articles and journal articles. So that makes it feel easier. However, the question types are exactly the same. Like Aubrey said, you still have true, false, not given. You still have finding information in paragraphs. Like all of the questions are exactly the same, which means the way you find the answer it's also exactly the same. Like there's no difference. So we recommend guys actually learning the skills and strategies and practicing them with academic passages because that will make the, the general reading seem so much easier. Yes, exactly right. If you can do these strategies with academic reading, then for the types of passages you have on general training, it's going to feel like a breeze and you're going to feel really confident. But a good point to make is even with these shorter passages or these easier texts, you still don't have time to read every word. It's still not really a reading comprehension exam. You still need these strategies to skim, scan, and then read for detail to find those answers, or you're still going to run out of time if you're trying to read every word. Yeah, totally. Because even if the, the the text types, the passages aren't as long, there are more of them, right? right? So like, ultimately, it's like, it's the same amount of reading that you have to get done, which you can't read everything, like Aubrey said. You can't read everything and get all of the answers in an hour. It's impossible. So you need to learn the system, guys, so you can find answers quickly, not read too much, not think too much. Hopefully finish the reading exam faster and have time to check your answers. Have time to go back and double check if you didn't find one. You know, double check if you're not sure about an answer. We've had students go through Three Keys IELTS, finish that reading module, and they get nines on the reading test, both general and academic. And we've had a few students on the show who got nines on reading, and they say like, 
they finished so early. They had like 10 extra minutes just to like leisurely check their answers, make sure the spelling is right, capitalization rules are followed, all that, those little details that can make your answers wrong if you don't have time to check. Like, you can have time to check if you find the answers quickly. So again, guys, you need a system. Remember, every good IELTS reading system will include three skills, skimming, scanning, and reading for detail. If you want more information about those skills, guys, check out our YouTube channel. We've done lots of great YouTube videos about each of these skills and how to practice them. So if you're not a subscriber, guys, subscribe to IELTS Energy TV on YouTube. Um, okay, now, da, 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 the writing. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. This so, is where it's the biggest difference, right? Yeah. Writing task one, especially, is so different from academic writing task one. So your general exam, it's going to be a letter. And the biggest thing here is knowing whether to write a formal, an informal, or a semi-formal letter and having the vocabulary you need to get the correct tone. Informal, we write more like we speak. You still have to have correct grammar, but you're going to have some slang, some very informal vocabulary if it's a letter to a friend or someone you would know well. Right, exactly. And that is the toughest skill to master, guys. That's what makes writing task one general more different, more different, more, <laughs> more difficult than the academic task one. Because academic task one, guys, if you know the right strategies, if you have the right system, like our three keys system, it's so easy. Like it's, it's, re it's really easy, guys. I it's promise. True. You just, you look at the numbers. You take a minute to understand what these numbers mean. What is this telling you? And again, it only takes a minute. You're just like, oh, th this is the popularity of, you know, TVs in Singapore or whatever. <laughs> that's, that's a weird topic. And then, <laughs> and then you look at the graph or the image and you just, you draw a line. You get two groups of numbers, you circle the important ones, and you write your essay. Like, it's it's so straightforward, like, what the examiner is looking for and what you have to do. It's so straightforward on academic task one. But general, you have to have and be able to show this range of ability, right? So informal tone, we write like we speak, we use slang, we use idioms, shortened forms, contractions, right? Formal. No, you can't use any of those or else it ruins the tone. And right. the tone, like your task score for task one, tone is part of it. But I would say that is the part that ruins most students because a lot of students can answer the question, right? They'll, they'll give all the details they need to. But if they mess the tone up, they still can't get more than a six for task, right? So I think right. that's the most important thing to work on. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
Yeah, so this question that we received is directly related to this. So a student who felt really good about um, their performance on the exam, but they said, my only doubt is I may have mistakenly written an informal letter when it should have been a semi-formal one. I signed in and signed off in an informal way. I used the combination of formal and informal tone in the entire letter. Can you please tell me how that how much of this will cost me on my overall band score? My essay was good. Even in the letter, I've covered all three bullet points. So this is interesting because sometimes they are semi-formal, right? If it's like a neighbor, someone that you would know and have a fairly informal relationship with, but not necessarily be close enough to really speak informally with, then you're needing that semi-formal tone. And I could understand this. I could see a student being stressed after the exam, like, did I hit that semi-formal tone? How do I know? Totally. Um, Yeah, guys, semi-formal is tricky, but it actually sounds like the student ended up handling it in the correct way, right? Like even if it was kind of an accident and she's doubting herself, I think she handled it correctly. So exactly like Aubrey said, guys, semi-formal is when you're writing to someone who you know you've met this person, but it's not a friend. It's an acquaintance, right? So the difference is the the details you share won't be really personal. It's the topic that is really more formal, right? That is impersonal, like explaining how to take care of your house while you're away or get your mail or whatever. Like that's not like super personal, right? You're not right. like, oh, I've missed you so much. We've made so many great memories together, dude. Like we wouldn't say that. That would that. be weird. <laughs> that would <Yeah>. be weird. <laughs> um, but the vocabulary is a mix of formal and semi-formal. Or, sorry, formal and informal, but it is more informal. We always verge on the side of informal in those letters because that's natural, right? So the difference is the topics itself don't get super personal. The details you give aren't super personal. And the vocab is a mix of formal and informal, but more informal than the other. So it sounds like she handled that really well. Yeah. So one point I want to make here, this is what in my the personal coach classes I'm teaching students and the essays that I'm giving feedback, what I see students really have a hard time in letters for general training task one is using transitions, linking phrases. Because if they're writing a letter more like how we speak, we don't use a lot of linking phrases. It's easier to put them in on task, task two, where it's more natural to do that the letter still has to have them. The examiner's still looking for linking phrases to give you the seven or higher on cohesion coherence. So you have to have strategies of where you're going to include those as well on the letter. Yeah, and don't choose the formal transitions like, what is more, nevertheless, because those aren't the right tone. So like Aubrey said, like, we right exactly that would be so weird to be like um furthermore i love you like that doesn't right. make sense so again like that it sounds weird because of the tone right so we write like we speak you're going to still use transitions but they're informal transitions so there's stuff like you know or remember that one time or besides these are informal transitions um that we always say but you have to remember to include them at the beginning of your body paragraphs and throughout the body paragraph so that's a really good point that does keep a lot of students from a seven in cohesion coherence for sure um okay before we leave you guys let's tell you about task two now how is task too different for academic in general? 
Yeah, so it's pretty similar, right? Much more similar than task one. It's the same for academic. It's scored the same. The expectations are the same, but the question will be a little bit easier. It'll be for sure something you're more familiar with. Whereas on, on academic training, you have to really be reading the news and reading a lot of things that you're less familiar with in order to be familiar with the topic that's going to come up on the task two there. Yeah, for sure. Um, and again, like it's, it's the same sort of advice as, as for reading, right? Like, yeah, the question might be easier, guys, but the examiner is scoring you on exactly the same thing, right? Like there is a different rubric for task one for general and academic because the task is so different. But for task two, that rubric is exactly the same, guys, for general and academic. I'm looking for exactly the same things. So same essay type, same vocabulary expectations, linking words, examples, all of the stuff that we teach you in Three Keys IELTS that we show you how to do in our templates, you have to do that. It doesn't matter general or academic task two expectations. And what you have to do is exactly the same. So same with reading, right? Practice with those really, like those difficult task two questions. And then when you get one on the general training exam about pets instead of guns or whatever, it's like, oh yeah, like I could totally write about this and sound amazing. So just, you know, raise your expectations for yourself. Study that academic stuff because it's all going to help you score higher on general training. Yeah, I think that's such good advice that whatever you're finding online, if you're thinking this might be for academic and you're preparing for general, don't shy away from that. Because if you're preparing with that, then you're going to go in really confident on test day being like, I could do the hard stuff. So this is going to be easier. I am ready. And that's a confidence boost. So yeah, that's a great idea. Wow. We're all about the confidence boost today. Aubrey, you started with your volleyball (laughs) game. Um, All right, guys. Remember, if you have a question for us, you want to hear our answer on the show, email us support at allearsenglish.com. And remember to take our free IELTS quiz. I designed it, guys, with my 14 years of examiner uh, experience and training. So check that out. Get your score. Get free resources that we made for you. Allearsenglish.com slash my score. All right. Sweet. Good convo today. Yeah. See you (laughs) next time. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to IELTS Energy. Hit subscribe now and don't forget to find your estimated band score at allearsenglish.com slash my score. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.